Welcome back to episode 18 of the Shy Sports Weekly Podcast. Back with the crew, Kyle and Ty. After a two-week absence, what's up, guys? How we been? We are good. We are, as we like to say, back in the saddle. But the saddle is uh, a little sore this week after this past weekend. We we got after it. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't think it, I I had to get back in the saddle yesterday. Otherwise, I, I don't know. I might have just drove off a cliff. I actually got back in the saddle a little bit today. I want to. Nice. You dabbled. A couple, gla- couple glasses of wine at Cooper's Hawk. Not a big deal. Beautiful. Fucking love Cooper's Hawk. Very underrated restaurant, to be honest with you. Why'd you go to Cooper's Hawk? Just because? Ann's mom's birthday today. Oh, sweet. Shout out, Kim. Happy birthday, Ann's mom. Why'd you have, uh, what were you doing yesterday that you were drinking? So, two days ago was my girlfriend's birthday. Oh, and that's right. You had the, that pool party yesterday or whatever. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> It was great. How did you feel? Great. (laughs) (laughs) As Carrie's got a gun to his head. Yeah. She's shooting daggers at me right now, actually. I would would have been in hell if I had a drink yesterday. (laughs) So tell me all about it, dude. I want to hear all about the uh, Just now she was like, yeah, my mom, her mom asked if I was hung over or anything. She was like, no, I think he was just tired. So she covered me, which was cool. But then she was like, yeah, it just wasn't as talkative as usual. <laughs> and Carrie said, I was just staring off into space like multiple times. I think I was sleeping with my eyes open. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a coincidence with the 74 Bud Lights you had the two days prior. No. No Bud Lights, though. Miller Lights. Miller Lights. Miller Light no weed, though. <laughs> but yes, we were at Coachman's. Golf resort. If any Coachman's. Know what Name of this episode is Coachman's. Emphasis Coachman's. on resort. Heavy oh. emphasis on the word resort. Oh my god! If nobody's been there, please just Google it. Google okay. Coachman's Golf Resort in Edgerton, Wisconsin. Edgerton, Wisconsin. They got a pool. They got a pond. They got Wi-Fi. I think they have color TVs. And I think they have seven bartenders with a combined forty-four teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds high, honestly. I mean, that's yeah, six and a half teeth per, per bartender. Yeah, that might be pushing it, actually. But yes, take the we, on that. we just wrapped up our annual coachman's trip. It's usually a two-day thing, Sunday, Monday, the weekend after the 4th of July, and it's full go. From the time you pull out of the driveway at 5 a.m. to the time you get home on Tuesday morning, whenever you stumble out of there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of golf. Forty-five holes on Sunday, thirty-six on Monday, and while you're doing that, you are nonstop drinking, smoking weed, having fun, gambling, gambling. Ooh, boy, wait, I don't know if I even told you this, dude. I won twelve hundred on Sunday, just hammering bets on the course. I think you did tell me that actually. What did you hit on? Uh, so <laughs> this is this is the greatest of all time. So. I was so fucked up. I thought I put 500 on the Cubs, but I, th- I thought their game, their game obviously got canceled. So I just thought that bet was null and void. I put it on the Sox. <laughs> wow. And they won an extra innings. So when did you realize that? When did I? When yeah, I checked yeah. my account Monday morning. <laughs> I put Holy 500 shit. on them, 500 on, uh, what was it under first five for, Brewers Reds 
because it was on at the bar. And I was thinking like, okay, I'll be here for a while watching the game. I was there literally seven minutes later and then I left. So I watched maybe two batters and then, <laughs> That's uh, the best way to gamble in my opinion. And then I, I put something no clue on the what's angels. going on and then you check the score later. Yeah. And then I put something on the angels, but yeah, I'm up like 1600 in my account right now. What a sweet way to wake up on a Monday. Oh my God. Yeah. With Good a vicious hangover gal with no shirt on and $1,600 in my gambling account. <laughs> That's a way to wake up. Two of those things are not like the other. <laughs> Two of those things are definitely not like the other. You could have bought the whole damn bar at Coachman's for that money, dude. I could have bought Coachman's. <laughs> yeah, you legitimately could have owned the bar. Oh, my God. There's That's the uh, other good thing about it. It's like you open a tab there at that bar and you have 37 drinks. And then you wake up and your bill is like four dollars. Yeah. Yeah. They they give you it's fourteen dollars and then they give you two drink coupons. There I was, was bartending. Nothing. I was behind the bar on Sunday night. I think I got my Wisconsin bartending license. <laughs> Trial by fire. Yeah, exactly. You earned your pinstripes? I earned my stripes. Did you? <laughs> Ty, what are your what are your thoughts on a good Irish goodbye? Because that's exactly what I did on Sunday night. I'm a huge, huge Irish goodbye guy, especially in a large group of people like you guys went in. Like I'm not even gonna bother trying to say bye to everybody. I'm just gonna leave. Especially if I'm hungover, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. No, it's the move for sure. Oh, well, it'd be more that. surprising to see someone say goodbye than not slip out of there and not say anything. Because you know what exactly what happens once you say goodbye in that big group. It's like, dude, don't be a pussy. Come on, come on. Someone one more, one more, and that's funneling shots down your throat. Next thing you know, Max has a bottle of screwball to your throat like it's a knife, <laughs> forcing you to stay. I would Screw rather you. have a knife to my throat than he's whipping darts throat. 98 miles an hour, smashing the golden tee around bartending. That hey, <laughs> it might as well be called Borshevsky's golf resort. That sums up everything that I did in that in that building this weekend. Yeah, it's the best part about that bar is the golden tee. By the way, oh man, Max lived on the golden tee jesus christ <laughs> i wanted to get a game in but i was like nope there's max <laughs> couldn't somehow he was golfing 46 holes and then on the golden tee so next year what we should do for for this podcast is we should actually just have a video recording of coachman's and that'll be like part of the podcast because oh, just the that would coachman's be that would be prime time television some of the shit that happened there this weekend <laughs> Well, I almost can... bought a GoPro for our golf trip this year. Right. You should. So close. Well, we'll get our investors to buy us one. The pick that G&T pick on, Brian, if you haven't uh, looked it up, go look it up. Very good. <laughs> very, our, very good. Our sponsor. Uh, but, yes, where, what <laughs> What would you think the funniest story was? Where would you start? I don't know. It's hard. A lot of it is inside jokes. It was pretty fucking funny to me when Gail called uh, Skip Chip. Chip, yeah. That was good. And Chip was just sitting there on the on the slot machines on Monday night by himself while we were all watching the home run derby. You have to know no. who, Skip, who Skip is for it to be funny. He's like a uh, big oversized Italian dude that looks like uh, Pussy from The Sopranos. What do you, how, yeah, like how would you, Is he's like, he's like a cartoon character. Yes. He yeah, every time a cartoon character. Every time I have a new buddy that comes to Coachman's or meets him, they're like, "This guy is not a real person." He's like the love child of Peter Griffin, uh, Tony Soprano, and a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Great guy. Great, great guy. Great guy, though. <laughs> Crackhead, but great guy. <laughs> no, Ty, at one point we were in the dining room and we just like, Gal was looking back to see where our food was and he's looking to like see if the waitress was coming out and just Skip came out of the kitchen. <laughs> just Skip in the kitchen. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> then he just walked away. It was crazy. I was a big fan of um, our buddy John, who's like a genius, an engineer that works for Apple. He is just blacked out of his mind by the third Boom. one. Yeah. <laughs> At noon, no, not even three o'clock right. or right. three a.m. And this went on for like two days. And then by the second day, I was playing in a scramble with him. And the guy literally could could hardly even stand up and could not hit the golf ball. He was hitting the ground behind the golf ball. And this guy's like a low eighties golfer usually. So yeah. he looks not like he's just like a scrub or an idiot. He just was so intoxicated that could not make contact with the ball. And you know what? I bet he wasn't even the drunkest one at Coachman's that day. I think he was. Oh, I don't know. He he might have taken the crown there because that guy, he literally, it was between him and Gal. It was, it was like a, the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> he, was, he was getting drunker. So Those true. two were Coachman's. Those two were disgusting. I don't know which one was the hare because they were both moving like tortoises. Oh, man. Did you see that race between the tortoise and the hare, though, last week? No, I didn't. The tortoise one. Is this a real thing? Yeah. Do you not see that? No. Oh yeah. Look it up. It's awesome. It's literally this like the craziest thing. Was this an event or where did it happen? No idea. I just saw it on Twitter. I just oh, saw okay. they somebody had a, a tortoise and a hare race, and it was like the slowest thing on the planet. Speaking of racing turtles, have you ever been to a turtle race? Shit's electric. Wait, there's a bar in Chicago that does there's one that. in Chicago that does it. There's a bunch in Houston that do it. And you just literally go like bet on turtle races. You know, yeah. I haven't I haven't been to Houston recently. So it's a great time, been. dude. <laughs> Is Houston known for their turtle races? That on, and th- on Thursday night, Psalm's the producer for Houston uh, Sports Weekly. <laughs> I just rep all the cities, dude. Mondays <laughs> Pittsburgh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays is Chicago. <laughs> Houston is Thursdays. Big turtle race night. <laughs> Big turtle race night. Read all about it, dude. We'll leave you with this last nugget from Coachman's. The best was uh, on Sunday night. We were at dinner. We were playing what would be quarters, except we were using a golf ball and uh, and glass cups <laughs> to uh, to make that work. Yeah. It was basically, it was like boom cup. Right? Yeah. There you go. Boom cup. Except, except we weren't stacking them. No. We were just, yeah. So quarters. Right. So quarters, yeah. <laughs> so nobody broke a golf we cart or circular. broke up in a pond or anything? Nothing? Uh, no, it was actually, from that perspective, it was pretty tame this year. No, Gal woke me up at, I was, when I did the Irish goodbye, I got woken up like two hours later by Gal and Mendo to smoke a bowl, and uh, which was nice because I actually alleviated the hangover quite a bit on Monday. <laughs> but then I woke up and Mendo puked all over one of our walls. <laughs> And he woke up. He's like, I thought I, thought I puked outside. <laughs> no, all over the fucking wall. I will say this. Poloy, um on Monday night, I think after most people were gone and in bed, it was pitch black out. And he was standing on the tee box at a par three with like, I don't know, five other dudes. They said he hit 
a tee shot. I don't know. It's probably maybe like 180 yards, and he just stuck the ball five feet from the pin. They walk. They couldn't even see it. They just walk up to the green, and the ball's just like right next to the stick. That's unbelievable. Yeah, but I. I, I, I have he was to playing that. very well this weekend. Oh my god! I was about to say he he was playing out of his mind. Um, that that's actually when I made my Irish goodbye on the second night. Was when everybody went to go for the part to that par three. They made a quick, I noticed that you disappeared too. I, I made a quick left. I was like, you know what? I'm so <laughs> fucked up. There's nothing. I'm gonna puke. I just went back, smoked another couple bowls with Gal. Gal is just sleeping in his sweatpants in the dick of jersey over the covers. Oh my god. That's the thing is there's like there's 20 different guys there or whatever that you know, and then there's another 20 guys that you're you know from the outing, but you're not really friends with. So it's just like there's nonstop tom foolery going on and just oh my God. different yeah. crazy things to laugh at at all times jesus i golfed with jo i think 18 holes combined or no would it be 36 holes 36 of like the whatever holes and he's not a great golfer but by far the most fun because we were just like drinking talking baseball ripping on people yes more so just ripping on people yeah ripping yes, on jack ripping on people without their shirts on who won't be named <laughs> But yeah. When it gets too serious, that is the problem. You'd rather play with someone who's a good time. When you get you were in the serious group, you were the ones playing for thousand dollars. I know, not good, not great. But yeah, I love it. I'm not a great golfer, so I'd rather be in the fun group. Some of the dudes we go with take it way too seriously, and I'm just like, I'm not about that. Wait, Ty, why are you guys not doing coachmans this year? I don't know. They got too big league for it. I think. I just don't know. Wanted to switch it up. A lot of the guys we go with live in Michigan, so it's kind of fucking far for them. So Indiana. <laughs> Take a ferry across? Yeah, Indiana's more of a halfway point. It is pretty funny how you can you talk to random guys from the Chicago suburbs or Illinois or the Midwest, and they there's there, there are people that know what Coachman is. Their chances yeah. are like they know someone that has gone on the outing. Well, you guys have been going for years, and then the one year we just happened to show up. Yeah, and I, I think you guys. Well, were, how did you guys hear about it? I have no clue. The the one dude in our group sets it up every year. He fucking. He wish he didn't it. hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had never heard about it. It's like you remember <laughs> in college when we had win all those Mad River Bar crawl things. Yeah. Oh, you were the. You I were went, the the spokesman for that. I went to like eight in a matter of four weeks, and I was like, I am over this shit. Wait, you went to. Eight bar crawls in four weeks or four bar crawls in eight weeks? Uh, that was a non-literal comment, over-exaggeration. But I, w- I was at Mad River like all fucking summer for yeah. bar crawls. And the last one, you ended up with your shirt inside out over your head at Peanuts <laughs> in Naperville. Yeah, that was yeah, different bar crawl, but <laughs> still a good time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I... <laughs> I always, anytime somebody brings that picture up, it's awesome. Before we segue away from Coachman, Psalm, you actually had a – I thought of uh, a pretty good story from your guys' group. Didn't you um, – what did you do? Was it a fantasy football punishment or something where you guys sent one guy out into the fairway and, like, the other 12 guys in the outing were just teeing off at him? Yeah, I wasn't in that fantasy football league, but, yeah, the, all of them are in one big league. And the loser, yeah, they went, like f- – they put him too far out. Nobody had a shot at hitting him. It's like 180 yards or something, and all the guys got to take so many swings and try to hit him. But then... Like, was he not wearing anything? No, he was just standing there in his shorts. (laughs) 
I mean, could he at least like protect his like head? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could put his arms up and shit, but he wasn't allowed to move. Nobody hit him. I would not have wanted to do that with our crew. Like, no, can you like imagine a ball would kill you. Can you imagine Holloway, Mitch, and John just ripping stingers at you at 170 miles an hour. So then the next year they took the bag set and the loser had to put their nuts under the hole on the bag set and everyone got to take three tosses. Oh my god! Yeah, what is wrong with you guys? What happened? Hey, not me, man. Him? I'm not in the league. I don't fucking know. Oh, you're saying this is the loser? Yeah. You're not in the league. You just stepped up for the to be the next guy. Yeah, I just got to throw bags at nuts. For some reason, you were <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you, you were the next guy to put your nutsack under the board. Oh yeah, <laughs> just that was for sexual arousal mostly. Get <laughs> a belt around his neck while he's doing <laughs> yeah. it. You know what else happened this weekend? Listen, Ty, you're not in the football league. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened? Tom, this is your third time. Get out of <laughs> Yo, let, let somebody else get a chance, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, Max, what else happened this weekend? The All-Star game. Oh, did it ever. And I say did it ever, and I watched zero seconds of it. <laughs> I, watched, uh, I watched some of it here and there. I did see Kyler Bryant, Chris's son, looking fucking phenomenal on the. One thing I'll say for sure Bryant. is the, the the jerseys suck. I didn't like. Yeah, jerseys. what the fuck? They looked like practice jerseys. So I, I have a couple low, low key like comments about the aesthetics of different sporting events here. I'm going to start with the All Star Game. The All Star Game, yeah. What I love, I do like the the home run derby jerseys where they they're wearing the. Uh, like they they should have flip flopped on on the home run derby. They should be wearing those Colorado centric or city centric to the host of the All Star game, and then on the actual game they should be wearing their actual jerseys. Like, I agree. What the fuck? That's like such a cool thing, right? Yeah. You see yeah. all these different jerseys, and this is I don't know if we've talked about this before, but two other things that were bugging me is that in the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals here. How come they don't have on the ice? They didn't have Stanley Cup Finals 2021. They had nothing that said it was a Stanley Cup Final, and they have nothing that says it's the NBA Final. They don't have the big trophy at center court underneath the logo, or then they don't, and they don't have like the, the cursive. There's no pageantry. I don't know. It's a good point. That doesn't like, come make on, this any sense. Is this a throwaway game up in Rochester? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the jerseys, if I could think of a perfect way to describe it, it'd be. The JV jerseys at North Central College um, for a D3 baseball program. First, the JV, the JV jerseys for Benedictine. <laughs> yes, that's exact. That's it. I, when I turned the TV on, I was like, why? Why is this being played? I thought it, I thought that's what it was. I thought it was North Central versus Benedictine JV. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Do you like that the All-Star game doesn't uh, determine home field advantage in the World Series anymore? Yes. So you were never a fan of that? I was a fan of it at the time, but then... In 2016, it sucked. Right. <laughs> Here, embrace the bait. If the Cubs had home field advantage in that World Series, do you think they win? Yeah. I think, you think, I think so? They were, I think they were like the White Sox. I think they are a team in destiny that year. So you think no matter what, if that, even if they had... I know that sounds crazy to say, like, they didn't have home field advantage and they still They won. could have played that series on the moon. Yeah, but there was a lot of pressure going back home to Wrigley. Don't you think being around the fans, being around, not that there wasn't media in Cleveland, but I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day when I, I actually, I was saying, I was thinking about that at Coachman's. 
Yeah, but it's kind of bullshit if, like, when they were doing it, where it determined home field advantage. Like, you have a bunch of dudes playing in the World Series who didn't play in the All Star game, and now their fate is decided because two dudes that are playing in the World Series with them fucked up and couldn't win a one game. Well, think like even yesterday. So, uh, Vladdy hit that cock shot off Corbin Burns. So, Brewers, Blue Jays. Odds that either one of those two teams are in the World Series are, I mean, pretty slim, right? I mean, obviously, they both, either one could make it, but it doesn't make sense that the actions by those two players who aren't even in the series. Why should that have an impact on it at all? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I liked, I did like it when the Cubs had zero chance at the World Series because I thought it just caused chaos, and I love chaos. But once it started affecting my team, I very, very quickly disliked it. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say now because obviously the Cubs are not going to the World Series this year, but if I were a fan of a team who was like a perennial World Series threat, then I would not be a fan of that whatsoever. No, I'm, I'm not a fan. I also think in the – this is what I was thinking uh, to make the All-Star game just better overall. I think pitchers should only be allowed to throw fastballs. I don't like that one bit. Well, let, hear me out. Why? <laughs> Nobody wants to see strikeouts. The NL or the yeah the AL, which is crazy that they won. They struck out twelve times yesterday. Like what? Home the f- run derby is on Monday, Kyle. I don't give a shit. I just want to see action. I don't want to see strikeouts. I don't want to. I mean, but isn't that on. part of the game too? Like, don't you think there's fans out there that get fired up by seeing like Max Scherzer go out there and strike out the side? Yeah, and those guys are virgins. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I can appreciate a good pitcher that's dealing. Not in the All Star game, like I said, Virgin. Yeah, deal. If you want, if you if you're this fucking good, locate your fastball. Locate that fastball alone away, or high and in, or just paint it on the corners. Put right, an out so screen in front of them so they don't get fucking pumped. Here, let me read off to you some of the names of guys that pitch for the National League. So Max Scherzer, Corbin Burns, Herman Marquez, Trevor Rogers, Taiwan Walker, Freddie Peralta, and then you got into the bullpens with Melanson, Reyes, Kimbrel. And Wheeler. Hey, so guess, Wheeler. guess which pitcher didn't have a strikeout yesterday? Dirty Craig. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was the only National League pitcher without a K. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That is. So you're telling me if, like, it's it's the best against the best. You know what I mean? I mean, in yeah. the, it's, every pitcher's best pitch 99% of the time in this situation is their fastball, right? Mm. So how about this? Every pitcher gets to select one pitch that they want to throw for each at bat and that's all they throw. I think I mean, you're getting a little too creative. Yeah. Well, I mean, seems like a lot of work for you're nothing. jumping through hoops. Do you actually watch the all-star game though? Not, I don't sit down and watch it start to finish, but I definitely, it is for sure the best all-star game out of all of the major sports. In my it's life. tough. To, uh, I don't know. I like NHL's three on three, to be honest. Yeah, that's sweet. Here's my take As on it. Hockey guy, I'll, I have. I was going to say you're the hockey guy. I I think that the home run derby being the Shout day before John Scott. the <laughs> the day before the All Star game and the home run derby is always just so electric. Like especially in recent years when they changed the format up and it made it sweet. And you go from that and then the All Star game the next day is just like it's not nearly as cool. Yeah, the home run derby definitely is the better event. I would find a better I, place for the home run derby than Coors Field, too. How about Juan Soto hitting a 520 foot bomb in the 
total or the distance for the farthest home run was 519.5. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up. Right. I wish, I wish I bet that I didn't, but man, I mean, fuck, I was rooting for it. And once I saw that, I was like, you know what? Shots. Obviously. So he hits one 520, but I'm looking at the list of top 10 distances of home runs. And number 10 is Otani. He hit one 505. It's like, these guys were all just hitting fucking nukes. Give me that. Give me the list there. Juan Soto, 520. Trevor Story, 518. Pete Alonso, 514. Otani, 513. Alonso, 512. Alonso is like all over the board here. How many, uh, how many 500 foot home runs did Alonso have? Because he was just hitting piss rods. He's got four. <sighs> Think about that. He, I mean, even in batting, you hit four balls 500 feet. You know what's crazy too is he hit two of them in the finals. So like he <laughs> he went through all those rounds. I think he hit like 74, 75 home runs and he still had enough gas in the tank to be hitting the ball over 500 feet in the final. Do you like the the format of the new home run derby with the clock or do you like it with 10 swings or uh you get 10 outs? I like the clock better. Yeah, right? I think that's just way more action. Yeah, for sure. Plus it gets like the pitcher involved, you know. That's that is actually the only part I don't like because if you have a pitcher that is just well that's that's on that's on off. you. Then. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, but <laughs> you're Bryce Harper. Don't bring your dad. I mean, he won with his dad, didn't he? <laughs> I was going to so say, guess bring him. <laughs> that's that was an asterisk. He cheated. Schwerber should have won. That's right. Did you? I, I know you. You're not. Uh, you probably don't follow pitching ninja, but he put an overlay together of like five or six pitches from. Or like the five or six average spots that Pete Alonso's pitcher hit, and they were all just dead center, dead cut. Oh, like, oh my god, it was perfect. Yeah, that's what you oh. need. I think I honestly think the home run derby might be my favorite all star week event of any sport. I mean, the dunk contest, Still, I guess, that's usually pretty fun over the home run derby. No, probably not. It's not as cool as it used to be. Yeah, it hasn't been cool since like oh six. Who was in it in 06? That I, made it. I don't fucking know. I, don't know. <laughs> I miss Muggsy Bowes, man. It's all yeah. Ron Butler. Yeah. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Of all the All-Star Week skill challenges, like what do you think is the coolest? I would I mean, I would personally say home run derby. I think home run derby, uh slap shot, hardest slap shot challenge. You gotta put the dunk contest up there. Dunk contest would be three. But like the thing with the, I don't know why I mean in the dunk contest like think you have to be creative and it should be number one but it's like they're all I feel like all the cool dunks how how much cooler can a dunk look you know what I mean like you have to do something just absolutely crazy where yeah. guys just hitting absolute moonshots for whatever reason doesn't get old <laughs> you don't need to get too creative there just hit the ball as hard and far as you can yeah. Just watching a guy hit a ball as far as they can, I I would rather do that than watching guys be, be creative and come up with these crazy new dunks. Great story from Trey Mancini, too. Just, oh, man. Just an all-time easy guy to root for. He, yeah, I mean, it really was. I had I actually had a future on him. Shout-out to me. I had a future on him and Alonzo, so I cashed a little bit there. I wanted That, that was like, part of that $1,200? No. $1,200 holler? So now I, I won uh 140 on that. Shout out. Hey, big weekend for Coachman's. I might go up back up there just to gamble next weekend. <laughs> there were people up there winning money on golf and you were just sitting at the bar. 
I actually also won money. I might scramble team one. R- racking up money on the uh, on the home run derby and the White yeah. Sox. <laughs> hey, the best part was so the the TV froze for like five minutes, and we all kind of just forgot. And so we were like, we're reacting live to it in jail at one point. It's like, oh yeah, Soto wins. We we're like, what do you mean he wins? He's down. And it's like the, it was in this for the first overtime. He's like, oh yeah, no, this is like six minutes behind. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just ruined it for all of us. Damn. That's, that's one where he should have been betting people live at the bar. Oh, a hundred percent. Nobody knew. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, hindsight's 50, 50, huh? Mm-hmm. Jesus. If I build a time machine, that's ex- that's the first place I'm going to is Coachman's on July 12th around 8.30. <laughs> the year where the home run derby's on the same night. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, what else from the home run derby do we got? Otani, dude, not great. He's just ripping, like, liners. Dude yeah. hasn't taken batting practice since, like, March, so I get it. Just got gassed. I told you right away, though, Tony doesn't have the build for a home run derby. You, it's a bigger man's game. It's Vladdy Jr., Pete Alonso. You need a thick ass. I mean, how about Alonso hitting 35 in the first round? Ty, we, we need to put some uh, – Let's. I think it's, we could call it a bar graph. I think that's what those things are called. <laughs> Very good. Home, home run derby champions, if, if there's a correlation with waist size. Because I think guys with thicker asses just always win. Prince Fielder. Bobby Abreu. Wow, I was going to say Bobby Abreu. Um, I'm going Vladdy to spend Jr. the next 72 hours doing nothing but researching waist size of big men in the MLB, and my search history is going to look weird. Let's see this home run derby. Can't look any weirder than it already does. Yeah. it's a good what point. You, I'm sure your, uh, your search history isn't too beautiful right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's look here. All right, so Pete Alonso, the last two years. Bryce Harper, he's just a freak. Gene Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, Todd Frazier, Yoannis Cespedes, Prince Fielder, David Ortiz, Ryan Howard, Bobby Abreu, Jason Giambi, Sammy. Like, come on. Those are some yeah. thick butts. <laughs> Hashtag thick butts. Todd Frazier, kind of an outlier. Yeah, but he, yeah, no, you're right. I, mean, I don't know how we could find their waist sizes. That's maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll we, find the waist size, dude. Don't you worry. <laughs> we need a graphic on this. Actually, you know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe there's a gambling angle on this. Put that together. That, yeah, that that would that'd be some valuable information for sure. All right, who do you think is the skinniest guy to ever win a home run derby? In how like recent years uh, or ever? Well, the Derby only started. Uh, it debuted in '85. Probably Todd Frazier, honestly. Justin Morneau. You think Ryan Sandberg? Yeah, I think you brought this up on the last pod, didn't you? Yeah, in 1990. I'm I'm just spitballing here. I know we I brought him up saying he won with like four home runs. Yeah, probably him. Damn, Luis I mean, Gonzalez Griffey won? when he won had to be pretty skinny. You see him nowadays? Oh, yeah, dude. How, how about that? Actually, we need to talk about that. Did you see, Max, did you see Griffey at the Derby? No, no is he pretty pudgy? Oh, he does not look good. In, like, the grand scheme of being fat, it, he's not fat, but, like, he was just always so skinny in his playing days, and then you look at him now, and it's like, damn, bro. 
Yeah, this dude's got no neck. Yeah, but he's got a chin. He's got three of them. Two eyes and a nose as well, probably. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has them all. All right, if MLB on Fox did this thing on Instagram where they had their their top eight like all time bracket of who they'd want to see in the Derby. Who, if you had to pick top eight just all time Derby participants, who would you go with? Gary Sheffield, Sammy Gary Sosa, Sheffield. Barry Bonds. Okay, I'm those writing are, them down. Those, those are three that come to mind for me. Mark McGuire. Okay. Those are numbers. Um, you know what's crazy is Alex Rodriguez had over 600 home runs, and I still don't know if I would want him in the home run derby. Mm. Is it because of steroids, dude? No. I don't go fuck about He doesn't have that waist size. Yeah, I, no shit. You don't go fuck it. He's just named McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds. I would actually inject each person with steroids before each at bat. The farther you go, the more steroids. You know, you I'm How about Glenn Allen Hill. Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? Look at that ass. I mean, this guy hit a, a, hit it on top of, or did he hit it on top of, or did he just hit it? Yeah, he hit it on the roof. Yeah, hit it on top of a rooftop across the street from Wrigley Field. Like that is That home run in itself is enough for me to say, put him in my top ten. So this is, this is where I'm going. I'm going Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, Griffey. I'm, I think I'm going to go Babe Ruth. You're going to call me crazy, but I'm going to go Pete Alonzo. Wow. What about Hank Aaron? Let me, can I finish? I said eight, not six or five. Hank Aaron. And then the last one is like, I'm going to say a mixture of Vlad Jr. and Vlad Sr. That's Vlad, Vlad Jr. for like one round, but then Vlad, no, Vlad Sr. for one round, but then Vlad Jr. just for the, like the duration. So probably just Vlad Jr., but dude, he hits. I got a lot of thick boys on there. Manny Ramirez, dude, how could you? How dare you? Come on. Manny would be a good one. Prince Fielder was a snub. So like if are, you had, I don't know how you're leaving Gary Sheffield off the list. He is the most fun to watch hit. Just mash baseballs. Never won a derby. I want winners. Okay. Barry Bonds. Hey, but Barry Bonds never won. Oh, he did win one. You named Babe Ruth. When did Babe Ruth win a home run derby? I mean, come on. He, that wasn't around then. He okay. Straight well, on hot dogs. Saw hot semantics, dogs dude. The, John I, Crook. John Crook. Mayonnaise. <laughs> but yes, the derby. Gotta love it. Um, and yeah, that that was talking All Star Week. We could talk Cubs and Sox, but well, let's breeze through that because there's not much to talk about. Hashtag we'll turns out they're sellers. Um, yeah, so we'll just go with this way: Cubs are sellers. I have industry sources, aka Jeremy Olenek, telling me that the Cubs were scouting uh, some prospects with the Mets. Some guy, I don't know, some pitcher, Jenho Sanger, some shit like that. So, J.O., when you're listening to, to this, can you tweet at us and tell us exactly uh, who the Cubs were scouting? And then we'll retweet we'll, we'll you. We'll retweet you. Thank you for that, Jeremy, in, pardon me, industry source. Uh, yeah, Cubs are going to be sellers. It looks like KB, Kimbrell, Javi, Rizzo, all available. Um, I'm assuming like guys like Marisnik, Duffy, when he's available, potentially 
Bodie to para Chafin. I don't know. I think they're all available. Arietta stinks. This uh, is the Ryan to week, by the way. Oh, Ryan to Giovanni Soto, Jason Kendall, Moisey Salou, Dennis Savard, um, Giovanni yeah, Soto, on the ben White Zobrist. Sox, Ben Zobris, Daniel Polka, Brian Goodwin, Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton. And who's another number 18 on the bears? Hmm. Uh, Taylor Gabriel. I was just going to say, what number was he? Taylor Gabriel. How about the Bulls? Any good number 18s? BJ Armstrong. He wore every number. <laughs> I swear you say BJ Armstrong every episode. For I every know. number. I could, you, you could throw a number out there, and I, for whatever reason, I'm like, yeah, that's BJ Armstrong. But yeah. You're like, yeah, wasn't, wasn't he 17? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I thought he was 10, 9, 17, 15, 18. I don't know. Eventually, I'll stop saying DJ Armstrong, but I'm going to say he's number 18. Um, but yeah, long story short, Cubs, sellers. However, Sox, they are not sellers. I cannot believe with the players, with the man games that they've lost, with Eloy, uh, Luis Robert, Madrigal being out, I cannot believe the number of games that they're up. In. They're up eight and a half games. Buyers. Crazy. I, hey, well, they get, it's like uh, like Hangman. You, you said they're the big team of D. They have the, they're like D-N-Y-N, D-Y-N right now with a little S. The they're shoving it right up your hoop. Oh, man. Sandpaper finish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They are shoving it right up there. I think they should go get Adam Frazier. See, okay, here. This is I was talking about this. Ty, I was actually talking about this with uh, Rye today. Would you trade Adam Frazier for Adam Frazier, but you'd give up Nick Madrigal? Um, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to really say. Here's the thing: all I know is historically, when the Pirates trade away players, they end up getting much better than when they were with the Pirates organization. It's a fact. Well, he can't get much better than he is right now. because I mean, he leads the league in hits. I mean, he could be number second baseman in the All-Star Is he still leading? I thought he was in second. Either way, yeah, pretty good. He's got a lot of hits. Yeah, but it's like every player that ever leads the Pirates, Glasgow, fucking. 115 hits. They all just get better. So, I mean, he's a great player. I would love him on the White Sox, but. Pirates are gonna stink, but then even worse than they do. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I was gonna just about to ask what is the Pirates' plan, but I actually don't give a fuck. Blow it up. Actually, they're <laughs> they, yeah. You don't. There's no they're not blown up already. They There's blew it up even plan. more. Uh, their their draft was really good, so they got. How are the Pirates the only team that hit, just rebuild every year? They get like three good players, <laughs> yeah. and then just. They keep. I think they're just rebuilding. To, they're rebuilding the rebuild. Well, they got four <laughs> top thirty-two prospects in the draft. That they'll trade away for more prospects. Yeah. They had the number the one Pirates overall pick. The system is like just phenomenal. It is. It always is. But their minor leaguers, they just trade them away to get more minor leaguers. Yeah. I bet you they have a, they're, they are a dynasty in the minors. Fact. They haven't figured out that they have to <laughs> to elevate those guys to the big leagues. <laughs> they're like our double-A squad, had, the Altoona. Garrett Cole. I want, did Joe Musgrove come from there? Yep. Yeah. They want the Indianapolis Indians to win the Pacific Coast League or whatever they're in. Atrocious. Great squad. What do you, uh, Wasn't Glass now a pirate too? 
Glass yeah. now. Name Garrett a great Cole, player right now in the MLB. Charlie Morton. Wants a uh, who else? Who is, Ch- is Chad Cool still with the team? Yeah, Chad Cool still with them. Yeah. Um, then they, and then they traded for Chris Archer. Worked out well. Then they, they traded away. Was it Glass now and Austin Meadows? Yep. Uh, Kyle Tucker and Garrett Cole. Hey, do you think that, Psalm, do you think that Kyle Schwarber home run from 2015 off Cole's landed yet? Hold on. The Probably Pirates not. had Kyle Tucker too? Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, actually, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're sorry. Are, are you thinking of Cole Tucker? No. No, I know he's on. He's with the Pirates. He's dating. Uh, uh, fucking Vanessa Hudgens, man. What, Vanessa Hudgens. What yeah. a wild thing that is. Good for that yeah. guy. I'm a huge fan of him strictly for that. What a oh, wait, wild no, thing on, that on, is. On, <laughs> so in that Garrett Cole trade, the Astros got, or the Pirates got Colin Moran, some guy named Jason Martin, and Joe Musgrove. So mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Kyle Tucker, I I lied there. I'm sorry. I, I won't lie to you ever again. Thank you. But how did they not? I mean, obviously they dumped McCutcheon, who's actually having a pretty good year out of nowhere. They got rid of Starling Marte. Like, well, yeah. I mean, Marte's time was just up. McCutcheon. I mean, he was pretty good on the Pirates, obviously. But more than anything, he was just like a fun player to watch. The Pirates. The Pirates now have Cabrian Hayes, the third baseman, who's a rookie. He's a lefty. Yeah, how long until he's traded for prospects? Like three years, probably. Yeah. I just don't get how you don't keep a guy like like McCutcheon for life. I know, right? It's like you can't afford them. They can't never afford some of these guys. What's McCutcheon? Actually, yeah. Why the hell did they trade McCutcheon? He's like an Anthony Rizzo type guy, except he was better. I just don't know how you don't. Yeah, they, ha- they have like the probably, if I had to guess, one of the lowest five salary caps in all of baseball. Payrolls. Payrolls. No, they have like the second lowest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Probably them in the race. No, you know who has the lowest is the Indians. Interesting. I don't know why I knew that off the top of my head, but I did. Uh, career with the Pirates. Damn, McCutcheon was a 291 hitter. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and they traded him, Starling Marte. Who else was really good? Uh, Josh Bell this year. Like, dude, you yep. guys have no future. Yeah, Bell's last year with the Pirates was trash, but I mean, so, all in yeah. all. Yeah. Long story short, the Sox should just the go Sox. ahead and, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and grab Adam Frazier. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? While we're here, let's just get Adam Frazier. I saw some uh, some connections from industry sources again uh, that Javi, KB, and and or Kimbrel could all be good fits for the Sox. What do you think? How about this? Do you think the Cubs would? Hey, so today is the anniversary of the Quintana trade to the Sox. Yeah. If the if the Cubs and Sox were going to do another trade. Uh, before the deadline here, what do you think the best fit would be for the for each team? What do you think is the optimal deal? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It's a great question. Well, thank you. <laughs> they obviously don't need Kimbrough. Okay, so they let's have, say they give up. They have their own version yeah, of Craig Kimbrough. Because you seem you seem flustered by this that amazing question. All right, I'm gonna say if the Sox are gonna get Chris Bryant, what do they have to give up? What would you want that want in return for if you're the Cubs? Shots for Chris Bryant. Probably well, some pitching, though. I don't know who. I don't like. I don't have specific names, but I'd assume they'd want a pitching. You go after Kopech. Would you go after Garrett Crochet? You just give Dylan us Dylan Cease back. 
She just gave us Dylan. I would go Dylan Cease and Garrett Crochet, or Dylan Cease and Nick Madrigal, or and like some. You always need to throw like some low weight prospect dish to make it look like I don't know better optics. What about Little Cespedes? Oh, it's like Yolecki or something like that. Yeah, Y O L E Q U I. Yeah, he's good, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they would. I don't think they'd move him. I mean, but after I was talking, Ty, I was talking to Ryan today, and he said like their their farm system is pretty much like it's like depleted now because every all of their top guys are just with the big club now. Sucks. Yeah, like yeah, like they're. I mean, they like called they up Gavin have, Sheets. Yeah. Yeah, because they have. Like, so it's gonna be one of those like Andrew Vaughn, Jake Berger. Uh, obviously, Madrigal, Eloy, Robert, who else? Cease, Kopech, Crochet. Like, all those guys are with the big club. You know what I mean? Yep. Those are the guys that other teams, if you're going to go for a guy like Kimbrough or, or Baez or whoever, those are the guys that teams are going to be asking for. So, I think it would cost a name like that for Chris Bryant, for sure. I, that's why I just don't. I, there's no way the Cup and Sox trade, but all right, how about for Javi? It's also hard when all these, you know, all these guys are injured. What do you what do you think they would get for Javi? Do you think the Sox want Javi? <laughs> I don't think so. You're talking to play second base? Are you kidding me? I don't I would I, I would I so all right, who costs I'd rather more? Have Adam Frazier, but you're, Javi's not a bad second option. Here's an interesting question. Who's gonna cost more right now? Adam Frazier or Javi? Probably Javi. Probably Javi, yeah. But why not just go get Adam Frazier instead? Because I don't know if Adam Frazier is theoretically on the market. Like if he's a pirate, he's on the market. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like they they have no future. They're not going to win this year. More on the market than hobbies. Yeah. You know my stance. I don't need to say it. Say it. No. Say what you need to say. Yeah, if, I think – wait, so Adam Frazier has a year of arbitration off. So you get Adam Frazier for for two years essentially or Javi's a free agent after this year. So, yeah. I think it's closer than you think. No, I don't think it's that close at all. Yeah, I think it's Adam Frazier or bust. It's Adam Frazier by a landslide. Well, I'm saying as far as like valuing each player, who's going to cost more? Oh, um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, you would think it'd be Adam Frazier. So are you a big uh, – are either of you big, say, analytics fans or, like, war, advanced stats? Nope. That's what I meant. I don't, so I don't understand so any of it. Tom so loves numbers. <laughs> yeah, big numbers guy. That's a fact. We've been over that <laughs> before. But uh, I don't understand all that shit. So I, I don't try to. All right, so let's. I'll. Solomon is able to point out numbers like nobody. Eight. That's a number. All right, so here, here, <laughs> here's some numbers. Do you guys obviously know what war is, right? Like we're a sports podcast, we should know what war is for baseball. I don't think Solomon does. World War One, World War Two. We, we, yeah, history class. The Korean War. That's sick. <laughs> you actually not know what war is? You, I've had it explained to me so many fucking times, but like I said, I just don't give a shit. It's, just, so, it's like what, the value of each player. For, yeah, yeah, it's like how you value a player, but I don't, I don't even know what it stands for. I when understand the concept behind it. 
Yep. Wins above it's, replacement. Yeah. It's how many wins are, I guess, losses a player adds to your team. Plus minus. Yeah. Think of it like that. It's plus minus. All right. So these are Adam Frazier's stats. These are good numbers. 115 hits. He's hitting 330, 53 runs, 29 RBIs, a 397 on base percentage. Okay. He's got a few steals too. Yeah. Uh, he's got. He's got five. Yep, a few. Those <laughs> hey, ten steals. Those are numbers, and he has a 860 OPS, which is on base plus slugging for those at home, right? And the Pirates are still the worst team in the league. His WAR is 2.7, right? And with all those great numbers, all right. Here's Javi. Javi has 69 hits only. 21 home runs, though. Two, he's hitting 238. He has 42 runs, 56 RBIs, 10 stolen bases with a 777 OPS. His war somehow is 2.5. So there, these advanced stats are saying Adam Frazier is 0.2 wins more valuable right now than Javi, even though he's hitting 92 points higher and has – He's, his on base is 113 points higher. That makes no sense. Again, dude, that, numbers. That makes no sense. Would you rather? Yeah. Have, here we go. Would you rather have Adam Frazier or Javi Baez on your team right now? And I think Frazier. that's really what it comes down to. It's Frazier. I mean, it depends what you need as a team, but like if you're looking for pop in the middle of the lineup, you might want Baez. But if you want a guy that gets on base and is going to score a bunch of runs. Again, also, I hate a Sox Cubs trade. It always just feels fucking dirty. Like I don't like, I don't You're like it. Dirty. Yeah, I know. I need to shower. Here's, here's the biggest mind-numbing stat of all this. Adam Frazier in how many at bats here? And 388 plate appearances, 42 strikeouts. Javi in 314 plate appearances, 115 strikeouts. Oh my god. I mean, he's leading. He's legitimately leading the league in strikeouts. And if there's one thing I know, you can't get a hit when you strike out. It'd be interesting to look at their clutch hitting. Those are facts. I just, if I'm the Sox, I go after Adam Frazier. But I would love to get a nice little return back. Maybe Madrigal. Can you imagine if they got Madrigal in return for Javi? Do you think I mean, not, in any I would, world that happens? I would take that. Imagine a middle infield of Nico and Nick Madrigal. Ooh. It would be magical, like magical. Man's team. Rizzo at first, KB at third. Ooh. Yeah. Did you just get horny? A little Cubs bit. will probably get freaking Yerman Mercedes for Chris Bryant. <laughs> he had a good first couple weeks. Yeah. Um, we, we'll have JL. We actually need to have JL on the podcast next week just to break down some trades for us. Yeah, we do. Because th- that guy gets more notifications on his phone about baseball alerts than I was going to say. He's anybody the fastest gets to, to break break notifications. He's like Adam Schefter of fantasy baseball. Yeah. Gavin Sheets farted in right field and his phone was buzzing. I was like, what just happened? He's like, oh, no, nothing. Don't worry. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jeremy. I'm trying to tee off. <laughs> it is actually crazy. I don't know what it was. It was like a scoring play for the, the Sox, and it was like ding, ding, ding. I'm like, dude, what? Like, was that your stomach, your ass, or your phone? 
a little bit of both. It was all three. It was all three. But yeah, he's he's something else. We we'll, we'll get him on. But uh, what else we got? Oh, how did we not address this earlier? The Duncan Keith trade. Oh, that's right. Wow, completely just, forgot. This I was was gonna... One blow after another for the Blackhawks this year. I know that was actually something I had written down to talk about first, and then we just started talking about coachmans, and I forgot. <laughs> uh, so in the past year, from the Stanley Cup winning team, the Hawks have lost Corey Crawford retired, Seabrook retired, uh, Andrew Shaw retired, Brandon Saad traded, Duncan Keith traded. So now there's only two members left from their last Stanley Cup winning team. Can you name them, Max? Yes. Who? Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Okay, there you go. I could have done that shit. Come on, dude. You give him all the fucking easy ones. Hip, hip I don't know if you could have. Hip-hop anonymous? I'm Damn you! Up. You give him all the easy ones. Yeah, that's crazy. There was uh, reports out there that Keith wanted to go be traded to Western Edmonton to be closer to his son. Right. So I was actually going to ask you about that. Like, what do you think the truth is behind all this? Do you think it's a mix of everything? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I definitely think there is a lot of truth to him wanting to go back and being closer to his son. His son's like 15 now, which is crazy to believe that Duncan Keith is, he's 38. His, his birthday is Friday, actually. Yeah, so he'll be 38 on Friday. It's crazy to think that this guy's been with the Hawks since he Wait. Tra- 2003. 18 years he's been with the Yo, Hawks. Yo, by your calculation, he had a child at the age of... Wait, you said his son's 15 and he's 38? So 23. Numbers. Numbers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ty. You know what I mean? I was like, was this guy eight years old when he had a son? <laughs> no, his son's not 30. <laughs> That, that might have been the worst. Uh, he goes, I don't understand numbers. I don't, I don't get it. I thought I knew numbers. Now I Ty, don't. Ty doesn't know how sex works. <laughs> Not even close. This guy's 30. <laughs> um, no, Jesus, what the fuck was I going to say? What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, Talking Keith. Yeah. I actually, people on the, the internet were actually very much in favor of this trade for the Hawks. They got Caleb Jones, the brother of Seth Jones, in return, uh, and it was a third or fourth round pick, and it can be a conditional second round pick if the Oilers make it to the cup finals and Keith plays in a certain amount of games in the playoffs. So for this Caleb Caleb Jones guy is some potential. He does. You heard that from me at Coachman's. I did. (laughs) Uh, No, he he really does. He's a fourth round pick from in 2017, but he is the brother of Seth Jones. It was a stud defenseman with the Columbus Blue Jackets who the Hawks are rumored to go after. So I can only think that somehow helps their, their uh, the, the, uh, the Seth Jones sweepstakes in persuading him to come to Chicago. But it is crazy. The youth movement is in full force for the Hawks. Um, another name that they've been linked to is actually Marc-Andre Fleury, the flower. Yo. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um. But the, the NHL draft is coming up here. I don't know. Let's, let's see. NHL draft is oh next week. So there's still some time. I'll have to, to look into it and break down some more. Um, I'm assuming we, for the Hawks, we didn't want to really talk about like the sexual assault stuff, right? 
I mean, do you think it was also the Hawks kind of doing Keith a favor with the direction their team might be headed versus where the Oilers are at right now? Yeah, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a guy who's given everything to the organization for, like I said, 18 years, three cups, two Norris trophies, uh, gold medal. Not that gold medal has anything to do with the Hawks, but five conference, or yeah, five conference finals appearances. So it's kind of just like, all right, go ahead and get, try and get another one. In a sense. Yeah. I mean, if he's not happy and he, I mean, he also has a no move clause. So like you, you if you want to trade him, you kind of have to trade him to where he wants to be traded. I mean, you can't trade him to like, the Panthers or Tampa, not that he wouldn't want to go there, but he, he said he wanted to go back to be closer to his son. And I think he's, he, he deserves that. You know, I know that probably sounds, what are your thoughts on that? When a player like in Keith's situation where he definitely would be helping the Hawks this year and make them a better team, but he asks you for a trade. Just do you, if you're the GM, do you respect that? And you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to. Absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. It's like when you look at everything that he gave to the to the club over however, you know, 15 years or so, or whatever, that he was with the Blackhawks. It's like, that's the least you could do for the guy. It's just crazy to me that that core from the, tw- the three cups, especially the 2015 team, that there's two guys left. And watching Tampa win it again, where most of the guys on that core faced the core in 2015, and they just won another cup. And our, our core is just they're not playing anymore. <laughs> right. Like Jalmerson's gone now. Uh, I think Jalmerson's retired. Host is retired. I'm trying to think who else. Oduya from that run's retired. Scott Darling. There's just like Tavo's in Carolina, which suck. Like there's just John Scott. John Scott. <laughs> He's coming on eventually. <laughs> we'll have to get him back on. We him should. He definitely him would. Next week for the draft. No, he doesn't know shit about the draft, I don't think. I don't think he cares about the draft. It's not like it's the NFL draft. Well, he probably doesn't care about the NFL draft either. If I had to guess, no, I'm saying how the NFL draft is a a spectacle. Who the fuck? These kids are from all over the world. It's like the um, uh, NHL and or pardon me, the NHL and MLB drafts. Nobody knows who who any players are, but with the NFL and NBA, those are yeah. Because the MLB is drafting most of their fucking kids out of high school. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of crazy when you when you think about it. But uh, we'll keep you updated on the Hawks here. I'm the I'm the resident hockey guy. Once Max, <laughs> once Max introduced John Scott as a Stanley Cup champ, I I rightfully took that over. Yeah, set up beforehand. That was me handing it to you. <laughs> pa- passing of the torch. <laughs> uh, speaking of passing, Bears. Justin Fields. I don't, yeah, I'm, I don't even know what we want to talk about with the Bears, but let's just talk about the Bears. Let's just spell Justin Fields. Capital J. U. S. T. I. Um, what comes next? N. There we go. I'm a letters guy. So do you see Allen Robinson not, or Allen Robinson and the Bears not close to a contract extension? Did see that? Didn't really surprise me too much. Ooh, actually, no, hold on. Let's. Yeah, they actually that does not surprise me at all. Let's turn our attention a little bit to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to return. I saw that on ESPN today. Oh, is that a fact now? Like it's I, becoming more and more like a fact. Yeah. I like how yeah. I like how Tom Brady was just nonstop fucking with him during the match. Did you watch that at all? Some of it, yeah. I saw the highlights. Oh man, I thought it was so boring. 
I mean, it was like, and there's kind of, there's parts, I mean, maybe I saw it a little bit. And the parts I saw was just like cringeworthy. It's like, mm. well, Bryson and Aaron Rodgers is like the ultimate team that you don't want to root for, especially yeah, being. I definitely was rooting for, uh, for Brady and Phil. Yeah. Yeah. But it does seem more and more likely that there's trouble in paradise and who knows what's happening with Rodgers at this point. But you have to love to see it. You really do. I, I hope that that divorce gets so messy that there's cleanup on aisle nine. I just, I want, I want blood. I don't know. We'll keep, we'll keep you posted always, but I just, I want him out so bad. It's like a car crash and you can't look away. I just want, I want the biggest car crash. I want, Oh, that yeah. that's going to be uh I want casual Bryce love under center. Jordan love Jordan love. I'm sorry. Who's Bryce Who love. Isn't that a Bryce player too love. though? No, that's a, that's a, some kind of athlete. That name sounds yeah, off all too familiar. He's a running back. <laughs> yes, Bryce Love is yes. on the Redskins, I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think he played at Stanford. Yep. That yeah, makes leave, sense. We can leave him alone. He's fine. <laughs> He's yeah, cool. But, you know, actually, I wouldn't mind him on their center either. <laughs> well, Wildcat, who knows? But uh, OTAs are mini camps starting in, fuck, I think it's like a little over 10 days now, 13 days maybe. I think what the Bears are going to do with Robinson is they're going to see this is like the the test run for them is the first year. They'll see how him and Fields play together, and if it turns into like a bromance or whatever, then they'll their hand will be forced and have no choice but to give him a contract. What do you did you see the rumors of? I don't know how to say this guy's name. Is it Nikhil Harry? Nikhil Harry. On the Is that how you say it? Yeah, uh, he wants out of Pittsburgh. Wants out of Pittsburgh. He wants out of New England, and the Bears were rumored to be interested. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's Cam Newton just being awful and washed up and sucking, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see much from Nikhil Harry last year. No, I don't watch a lot of Patriots games, so I'll, I'll defer to you. So yeah, I, mean, I think he was hurt game. most of the year. <laughs> there we go. No, no. I don't no, think no. So. <laughs> no, I know he was at the beginning at some point in time. Yeah, he was. Leading up to the season, he was. Wow, wait, so this that was his second year last year? Yep. <laughs> he played uh he played 14 games last year, Ty. Well, tickle me fucking surprised, dude. <laughs> tickle played, me fucking surprised. Played 14 games and had 33 catches for 300 yards. Who was the uh, our market? So the Bears receiving core this year. It's what, do we like it? We got obviously a Rob. Uh, they acquired Mark or they signed Marquise Goodwin, the guy who tried out for the, uh, the Olympic long jump. No, it wasn't long jump. Was it four hundred meter or something? He's got. He's definitely got potential. Um, which is and it's crazy that Javon Wims is still on the team. To be honest, but we got him, Anthony Miller. I, I, call me crazy. I still think there's there's a good group in here. I think Demir they actually Bird. landed Demir Bird too. Yeah, I was about to say Demir Bird. So there's uh He's a flyer. Darnell Mooney. How, yeah, how the hell did I not name him? I don't know. Daz Newsome, baby. Daz Newsome. Daz. Future, future guest of the Shy Sports Weekly podcast. Not a big deal. <laughs> if Ty ever did you ever respond to him? Uh no. <laughs> I, I responded. I didn't follow up. Did you ever honestly did you ever follow up with him? No. Nope. No right, follow up. Well. We're uh 
<laughs> we're firing on all cylinders here at the Shy Sports. We'll cut that part. <laughs> no, we're, we'll, no yeah, we're not. We'll cut that part. No, no we won't. <laughs> Crazy. Um, all right, what else we got? What, what can we wrap this up with? How can we tie a bow on this uh, podcast here? It's getting late. I'm sweating. It's so hot in here. I don't have a fan. The air doesn't reach back in this room, and my undercarriage is just feels wow. like Shrek swamp down there. Man, that's a perfect way to end it. Wow. Let's just end it what? there. Shrek swamp. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you guys next week because that's absolutely disgusting. (laughs) Love you guys.